All right. Welcome back, listeners. Monday afternoon. Uh, out in Riverside, California. Sun is shining. Wind is howling like crazy. Like crazy. Uh, Monday, little Super Bowl hangover, so to speak. Um, so let's kind of... Uh, yeah, kind of a little bit of a slower day, I think, uh, on the pod today. Um, but just wanted to talk about a couple things that I've been thinking about. Uh, got some got some good stuff here today, I think. Um, let's dive in uh, to the Super Bowl. Um, congratulations to the Chiefs. Um, maybe the start of a dynasty. Uh, you definitely have the pieces there. It'll be interesting moving forward. Mahomes up for a extension I heard uh, this upcoming summer heard they were talking about 40 million a year um, so that'll definitely change the the uh, complexion of that team uh, as far as uh, cap space money all that kind of goes um, will be interesting to see how they work that um, moving forward I don't know what um, some of their bigger guys offensively at least are, are under contract for I would imagine a few more years. So, um, congrats to them. Kind of a fun game. A little bit uh, down ten in the fourth quarter, and they were the kind of the comeback kids. In the playoffs this year, all three games down at least ten plus points to come back and win. Um, definitely felt like uh, 49ers were gonna kind of take that thing in the back. I mean, they were up 10-0, or they were up uh, 20 to 10 with like, geez, I don't know, like six, seven minutes left. Um, so pretty interesting. Um, I mean, not a terrible game. It wasn't as bad as last year's, but not like a super great game. Um, you know, that pass interference on Kittle at the end of the first half, kind of a backbreaker there. Um, who knows? Kind of how it plays out if, if that stands or not. Regardless, um, game was decent, not terrible. Little uh, suspense there at the end. Commercials were dog shit. Uh, I don't even remember one good commercial. Like one commercial that really was like, man, that was great. There were a couple good ones, but I mean, Trump had an ad in there, which is interesting. Um, I don't want to go down that road. Um, yeah, I was just like, I mean, they had the one, the Google commercial that was emotional. I guess that's it. But, like, that's not your typical, like, commercial type of deal. You know, there's no dancing monkey Mountain Dew energy drink commercial. Um, so commercials were subpar best overall. Um halftime show I know there's quite a bit of controversy about that but I will say it was maybe the most um, I guess this won't sound too great considering the um, the comments and kind of the feel of what's going on after but I felt like music wise that was one of the more entertaining uh, halftime shows in recent past I mean doesn't even compare to like Katy Perry or Maroon 5 or I don't even I mean thought it was thought it was entertaining for sure um in Miami little cultural 
Hispanic, Latin American theme to it. I thought it was fun. It was fun to watch. Um, so uh, that's we got Mahomes MVP. Um, congrats to him. I will say um, I think San Francisco fans are the worst fans. I don't know if this is a hot take or what, but man, when they're winning, they're talking a whole bunch of shit. Um, but when they're losing, just not pretty. You can probably say that about anybody, and maybe I'm a little biased towards hating San Francisco fans, but they just bug me from mainly Giants fans, San Francisco Giants fans, to 49ers fans. I just, I, I, I think they're the worst. I think they're the, the worst losers, and that's all I'll say about that. Moving on back to the league here. Uh, a couple things have gone down since we've last talked. Um, all-star selections came out. Um, if you listen to the pod, I was pretty close. Pretty close here. Off by a few um, on selections. West All-Stars, really. I was on point with everything um, except for Booker which is a conversation for another day. That's about an hour and a half conversation. Um, got replaced by Chris Paul. I mean, whatever. Uh, the East was pretty close. I, I put Kyrie in. I don't know that he really needed to be in there. Um, Middleton got in. Levine, I thought he was going to get in. Uh, he did not, basically... Lowry took his spot. So, overall, not too bad. I got some bonus in there. I like that guy. He's a stud. Um, so, across the board, I'm alright with my predictions. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, but we'll take it. Um, there was also some news, obviously, with uh, Kobe's unfortunate passing. A lot of stuff trying to be... Um, created in honor of him and his legacy. Um, again, I think we need to remember his legacy is going to be greater than any of this, so changing the rules to the All-Star game, uh, I don't know that that's necessarily the best way to uh, carry on his legacy either. Um, I think if you just uh, simple, maybe just naming the MVP trophy after him. Uh, you know, I think that would have been a great way. Um, guy who wanted to compete against those guys all the time, wanted that consistently, 18-time All-Star. I mean, there's not a better resume for the naming of the All-Star Game MVP than that. Um, now, being creative a little bit with the game, yeah, I appreciate it. I don't think it's going to work. So basically, we got the first three quarters are going to be individual games, I guess, um, which doesn't make sense. Um, so each quarter you're trying to scores whatever you're trying to win that quarter second quarter recycles and the third quarter recycles going into the fourth um, scores are added up who's ever leading you add 24 points to that score and that is the basically the big three line of demarcation once you hit that point that threshold game is over um you know a little wrinkle I, I guess it's all right I mean kind of 
copying the mode of the big three there. Um, but my issue is like, what about overtime? How many we've we've gotten close to a couple All Star games overtime the past few years. Um, I think that's exciting. That's fun for the fans when guys are just going after it, um, competing at a higher score at a higher level. Um, I think we take a lot of that away. Um, now I could be wrong. This could be even more little bit uh, defensive focused a little bit maybe knowing that they only have 24 points to score in that said fourth quarter time frame but I don't know I think it takes too much away from it Um, the first three quarters have never been really anything anyways I don't know if that changes here Um, so I guess we'll see try to be optimistic but I'm not the biggest fan um, to be honest with you Um, I think we could have been a little bit more creative there um, it seems like they kind of rushed it out a bit. Um, so, we'll see. All-star game. It's early. Um, let's go here. Um, since we're kind of getting to this halfway point, uh, got a, 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 a topic here. League pretenders. League pretenders. All right. So, I, look, I basically looked at... Um, Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Picked a couple pretenders from each um, each uh, conference there. Um, essentially looking at playoff teams, um, especially in the East. The top six teams are legit. Um, all playoff teams, seven, eight are losing records, and then it's kind of like a, a cluster kind of there. So I don't really take those teams seriously necessarily. Um... But uh, let's take a look here. My first pretender, 76ers. Six seed right now. Six seed as it currently stands in the East. Now I'll give them a little bit of credit. Two through six are all separated by like a game and a half. So by the end of the year, they could be a little bit different. But here's why I think they are pretenders in the playoffs. Um, they are a terrible road team. Nine and 17 on the road. Now... Let's take into consideration here um, kind of what I just talked about, how the Eastern Conference is not a very strong conference top to bottom. Top six teams, yeah, looking great. After that, not very good. Not very good at all. Um, And so when you consider the fact that um, the Sixers have played a schedule that's mostly Eastern Conference, majority of those teams that they've played are going to be those teams under 500. And so, um, when you go nine and seventeen as an Eastern Conference team on the road, um, not uh, not impressive, right? Not great. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, still is kind of limited. Um, <coughs> obviously, he can have a phenomenal game, but I still think it's too easy to guard that team in the playoffs, right? It's just different in the playoffs. A little bit more intensity, a lot more on the line. I think I think if you look at a team like Boston, if they get matched up, matched up with Boston, it's not looking good. I mean, look at what happened the other day. Um, Celtics molly them, and Kemba was out, right? I mean, it was in Boston. Uh, so it kind of plays to my point here of them, the Sixers being terrible on the road. But... Let's go back to our boy Embiid here a little bit. Um, 
maybe one of the most gifted players in the league right now, but goes 1-4-11 on the road. 1-4-11, four rebounds or five rebounds and like four or five turnovers. That don't cut it. That definitely don't cut it. And don't give me the excuse as a regular season game. We're talking about a marquee game, primetime ABC. Uh, I just don't, I don't know if it's, they don't like each other, what's happening. Um, I've said it last year, and I think I'm going to stick to it here. I don't think Brett Brown, he's, he may be a good coach. I don't want to say that, but I don't think he's done well with this with this group. Um, so I guess that makes him not a great coach. I mean, when I say, I don't want to say he's not a great coach. He may have X's and O's down and all that, but he hasn't coached this team very well. Not at all. I think it's fair to say this team might be underachievers. Um, and that's why I think they're pretenders. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here for my second pretender, uh, Toronto Raptors. Um, now, do they have a shot? Yeah. Obviously, without Kawhi, they're not the same team. Um, talked about on here before, Siakam is turning into a legitimate stud. So they have that guy, some good depth. Lowry um, kind of proved a lot of people wrong last year in the playoffs. Um, Gasol, veteran. Um, some young guys are stepping up. Norman Powell, OG Ananobi. Um, so they got, I mean, Fred Van Vliet. That guy's turned into a pretty rock-solid ball player here. Um, and the Raptors don't lose to bad teams, right? They don't lose to bad teams. So if we were to compare um, what they're like on the road, the Raptors on the road compared to the Sixers, it's going to be completely different. Um, And I don't have those numbers with me. I didn't look at that. But my point is, just because they don't lose to bad teams doesn't mean they beat good winning teams. So I looked at their schedule, what they've accomplished so far, their wins and losses, and against teams that I consider playoff teams, teams with like winning records, they're nine and fourteen on the year. That includes home and the road, right? Um, beat the Lakers um, in LA beginning of the year. Um, beat the Heat once or twice. Celtics here and there. Got the Celtics in Boston, um, right? So they do have some good wins, but. Across the board, if you're looking at a team that's top three seed, man, and you, and you want something solid on nine and fourteen against those teams is not good, right? I just don't. Not the same as last year, obviously. And again, they're not going to lose to bad teams, but I don't think they can beat good teams. Pretenders. Um, now let's go to the West here. Um, I think. Without ever really looking at anything, Rockets, Pretenders. I don't, I mean, say it over and over and over again. D'Antoni cannot win in the playoffs. He just can't. He's having a hard time winning right now in the regular season. Um, I think his style is starting to wear on Harden a little bit. Um, And now I know that's the way Harden plays, but um, that January was awful. uh, Terrible January. Had a great game against the, the Pelicans the other night. So maybe that this is changed. Maybe he just needed to have a month. He's just going through that thing. But I think this is 
the first time we've really seen him go through some severe highs and lows in regards to stats. So, Rockets, pretenders, I don't think that they, um, I don't think good chemistry, Westbrook and him, I'm sure they're friends, but I don't think they, the way they play is going to be sustainable for winning in the playoffs, right? Um, my second pretender here is going to be the Utah Jazz. And although I like what they have as a team, I don't think they know how to properly utilize it. And I think Quinn Snyder's a great coach. Um, based on what he's been able to do with the Jazz here the last few years. Um, but they made this big acquisition for Mike Conley and they still can't quite seem to figure out how to be a productive winning team with him on the floor, right? We're talking about them winning 10, 11 in a row, whatever it was, all without Conley. And so now you throw him in the mix, and they can't get it right. They couldn't get it right to start the year. can't get it right now. Um, I just think there's a little too uncertainty. I don't think they're not going to not play him. They're going to play him. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't think they have it this year because of that. Pretenders. Now, this one hurts to say, but pretender number three, I think, is the Lakers. Um, Now, do I think they meet the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals? I think that's the most likely outcome. Obviously, anything can happen. Injuries, things like that. Um, I just, I've said it from the beginning, I think they... They need another, we've all really said it, so I'm not going to take credit for that. Um, But they need another guy, playmaker, off the bench. Kuzma hasn't quite figured that out. He still seems a little awkward out there. Watch the game against the Blazers. I mean, he had a double-double. But he just looked, kind of looked like Bambi out there a little bit. Um, And I don't think that's what we are expecting I think um, they still need one more piece. I think they they need one more guy, and they don't have it right now. Um, I was pretty high on Rondo um, coming into this year. Not pretty high, but reasonably high. I thought Rondo would be able to contribute on a consistent basis, and he's been anything but that, um, which is disappointing. because there's not really anything else on that bench there. Um, and I think, I mean, LeBron is putting in some mileage, and obviously he's unbelievable in his own right, but kind of going back to the James Harden thing, I think it might start to wear on him a little bit um, as we get into the playoffs and the crunch time, and he's playing more and more minutes when we don't have guys who can create offense for this team in that second unit for five, six minutes. Um, So I know the deadline's coming up. There have been some rumors out there. Uh, Two guys from the Kings. I don't know that that's necessarily the answer for Kuz either. Um, And that's the thing. I don't know what what kind of moves the Lakers can make. Um, So now do I think that LeBron and AD have all the capability in the world to carry this team to a championship. Yeah, but I think it's going to be hard, especially with the Clippers in the conference um, and the Bucks waiting you, most likely. Um, and that's kind of why I think 
Lakers are pretenders as of right now, right? I think they need another piece. Got to make a move, but I don't know what it is or how they do it. Um, so for my not pretenders, I got the Blazers. A little extra, little extra uh, commentary here, a little, little side piece for you, uh, Blazers. Um, and if you've watched any NBA basketball the last month, you appreciate what Damian Lillard does and is. The guy is a freaking stud. Freaking stud. Obviously, the Blazers have had a slow start to the year. Um, but he is carrying them on his back. He is playing at an, shoot, an, an MVP level right now. Obviously, very unlikely he wins that based on the early season uh, for the Blazers there. Um, but I don't know how you stop him. Guy, you got to double him, but man, the real deal. I think they're going to start picking it up here. Um, I think they're going to kind of going to ride Dame a little bit here moving forward. Um, I think it's obvious CJ McCollum. He's been hurt a little bit here and there, but taking a back seat 100% to Lillard more than in years past. And I think they're appreciating that that can be their route to success. Um, so we'll see, but I think they make a push here. They get in as a seventh or eighth seed, um, make the playoffs. I think they bump the Grizzlies out based on the seeding right now. Um, so uh, this section is uh, this next section here on the pod is dedicated to a colleague of mine, um, Jake Johnston, um, over there switching lanes or whatever he's doing. Um, and this segment is called Ash Trash. Come under, came under some scrutiny um, for a take on Michael Porter Jr. Um, we made a bet that night. Uh, what was it? Nuggets, Nuggets, Jazz. Michael Porter over thirteen points. He got twelve, which makes him ass trash. But he also had twelve rebounds, a double double, twelve and twelve. That's not ass trash. In fact, here are some numbers for you, Jake. I know you're you're pretty good at numbers, so maybe this will be something that you can handle. Over the course of the season, Michael Porter Jr. has played over 20 minutes 13 times. He averages 24, uh, basically a little over 24 and a half minutes a game in those 13 games. In those games, he's averaging 15 and 8. 15 and 8. In the months of November and December, he played one game over 20 minutes. One game. Averaged seven minutes a game in November, averaged 10 minutes a game in December. Right? So for you to say that Michael Porter Jr. is ass trash is absolutely asinine. You need to pull your head out 
watch the game and appreciate this young star. He's going to be big time. He stays healthy. Like I said, there was a little bit of a caveat. Guy's going to be a rock star. Johnson, your take is ash trash, right? There's a load for you. See you, listeners.